Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 123 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come and Follow Me materials. We are looking at Exodus chapters 21 and 31 to 34 in the week of April the 25th to May the 1st. And today we're going to in, go into Exodus 32. And we're going to need to uh, speed up a little, a little bit. But um, this chapter deals with um, the episode of the golden calf. Um, so we know that Moses is receiving the law up on Mount Sinai with the Lord. And he is up there for 40 days and 40 nights. Um it is a long time to wait for someone, particularly when you were expecting them not to be gone that long, and particularly when you are in a wilderness, um, and particularly when um, you are perhaps a little impatient about what is going to happen next. Now, in verse 1, we have an interesting um, phrase by the Israelites. They gather themselves to Aaron, uh, and they say, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who has brought us up from the land of Egypt, we wot not uh, what has become of him. In other words, no, we don't know where Moses is. Um, now, what I find interesting uh, is that they start with the phrase, Up, make us gods. And um, I don't know why, but when I heard this being said, when I was listening to an audio version of it, Obviously, the, the way that there are commas placed in this sentence, it makes it sound like that they could have stopped the sentence at up, make us gods. Um, and it just, it, just made, it just made me think about how, you know, obviously our Heavenly Father's plan is to bring to pass our immortality and eternal life. Um, eternal life, in essence, means receiving all that the Father has. In other words, becoming as he is. Um, and, you know, he is... He is godlike. He is um, a god, and so, or well, our god, and so he is trying to make us gods, but not make us gods that we worship, but make us ourselves more like him. Uh, and it just that the parallel was quite um, ironic. I thought that you know the Lord is giving these commandments and this law to Moses to help develop and improve and one day uh, perfect the, the children of Israel. Um, but And so he's trying to make them gods, but they were more interested in making gods, uh, make, making them gods, uh, which would go before them. Uh, so gods which would not be able to help them, that wouldn't help be able to develop them. And how many times in our lives do we uh, put something uh, before us um, that is stopping us from reaching our divine potential. Um, it could be, I mean, there's clearly things such as, um, you know, uh, substances which which um, damage our bodies uh, based in the word of wisdom or immoral behaviours uh, linked to the law of chastity um, and all these other types of, uh, and physical violent laws which break the law of loving our neighbour um, and other things. I mean, there's clearly things in the world today around us which would have an impact in that way. But there's also things like distractions and things like um, good things or perhaps um, not so good things which take away our time from doing the best things. Um, so I just thought that was an interesting um, note there to make, that whilst 
the Lord wants to make us gods. Uh, they wanted to make them gods, um, but ones which they could worship um, that took the place of um, Jehovah. And of course, um, it may well be that to begin with, their plan was to still worship Jehovah, but with this substitute in place so that they had something to worship. Um, but it very quickly uh, de escalated from that. Aaron uh, invites the people to take off their golden earrings, uh, which, of course, if you remember, they brought from Egypt uh, for the purpose of uh, building the tabernacle, which just adds insult to injury, I think. Uh, it just in indicates just how much more of an issue this was. And they make this molten calf. Um, and I think that this... Um, it's just a representation of how the people have come from Egypt where there was, you know, there were images and idols like this. And it was difficult for the Israelites to leave that kind of culture behind. Joseph L. Werflin taught, quote, as the Israelites worshipped the golden calf in many respects, in various areas, the golden calf is again being worshipped wherein nations and individuals are interested in the manner of recreation, the earning of money, farming and different kinds of other businesses on the Sabbath day, all of which is contrary to the mind and will of him who gave his life, even our Father in heaven. Close quote. Clearly, um, our molten calves today are unlikely to be image, uh, idols that we bow down to. But it is very much a problem that is prevalent today uh, in terms of what we focus our time and dedicate our efforts to. Um, and I guess one of the ways that we can determine that is looking at what we do with the time that is spared to us when we're not at work and we're not developing time um, with family. Um, what what things are we doing with our spare time? Uh, and it's those things which, if we look at, uh, we can determine where our dedication and focus is. Um, so the Lord then speaks to Moses and basically says, after this illuminating, incredible experience that he has had, he says, go get thee down for thy people, which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. Uh, they have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made of them a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said, these be thy gods, O Israel. And what I find interesting here is that the Lord tells Moses that they are his people and that he has brought them out of Egypt, um, which is, you know, um, interesting that he doesn't say that they're his people. I wonder if there is a sense or a, an indication that they have lost that connection for that moment uh, with him. And in verse 10, he says, now, therefore, let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them, that I may consume them and I'll make of thee a great nation. So the Lord uh, is intending to begin again that the children of Israel have um, broken that promise already and that he intends to use Moses to begin a new nation. So Moses comes down um, and what is interesting here is that we see um, he, or well actually before he goes down, he, he, he asks the Lord uh, to forgive them. He asks for mercy. Um, so that they that they may repent uh, and continue to try again. And as we, as we continue this account, we'll see that Moses becomes this this savior like figure. Obviously, he isn't uh, you know the, the savior um, that that will save the people spiritually and physically from death and sin. Um, but he is a, a, an individual that is going to um, pray to the Lord on behalf of the people and seek for forgiveness for them. Uh, and so. 
he comes down the mount, and I love this uh, with Joshua. Uh, it, verse 17, <coughs> it says, And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. Um, but, he, you know, he, he uh, clearly uh, hears this huge noise, and he thinks that there's a battle going on. Um, but as they get down, and Moses knows what's going on, of course, he sees what is happening. And despite being told what was happening and what he would find, um, his, he's angry, Moses. Um, and we know in verse 19 of Exodus 32 that he breaks the tablets that the law was written on, that the Lord had given him. Um, and then we have an intriguing uh, moment where in verse 20, he takes the calf. Uh, and it says um, in verse 20, burnt it in fire and ground it to powder and strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink of it. And Moses said unto Aaron, what did this people unto thee that, that thou hast brought such so great a sin upon them? Um, so he asks that he tells the people, you know, if you want this so much, if you want to um, have this as your God, then you need to consume it. You need to bring it and internalize it. You need to drink it. Um, and of course, that brings to mind similarities between that and the sacraments, how we bring into us the Saviour. Uh, we show that we are willing to take him into our lives, uh, quite literally. Um, and so just an intriguing moment there. We'll continue on with this um, account tomorrow. Uh, we haven't got to the end of it. Um, and then we'll conclude over the next couple of days, uh, chapters 33 and 34. Thank you so much for listening today uh, to this study. And uh, hopefully we can consider how it uh, reflects uh, in our lives. What golden calves do we have? Well, I'm sure that all of us could think of something which distracts our attention at times from the things that matter most. So thank you for listening. Uh, and until we meet again.